Welcome to Intimacy Play, a podcast by Pleasy Play. We host open discussions with world-leading experts on couples, sex, and intimacy, so you can build a more exciting, fun, and intimate relationship. I'm your host, Michaela Silva. So, hi everyone. Today, joining me is Armando Caba, an artist, writer, and TEDx speaker. How are you, Armando? Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm all right. Wow, I just answered everything in one spew. Here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. We love great energy. That's what we're here for. So you have a very interesting view on sexuality. So the topic today is going to be to talk about sex positivity from the male perspective. How do you interpret that? So what is being male sex positive? It's an interesting thing that I kind of fell into with my body of work, especially with like the erotic paintings and kind of getting into the idea of, you know, going beyond what we've learned in sex ed and, you know, how guys tend to talk about sex and really going more in depth with it. So moving on from the point of being just like, oh, yeah, I'd love to have sex or like, I'm going on this date. I hope I get laid. It's like, well, why are we never talking about like, the intricacy of the date or like what you enjoy, especially among men. Like we never sit there and have a conversation being like, oh, I'm really into like kissing or like, I really love it. Like when my partner does this, like we never have that. And I think it's very important. We have to start having this dialogue among guys. So that's basically what I mean by male sex positivity. And is this something that is usual? And is it something easy to find, like um, a male that is sex positive? Or is it almost like um, something that you created or that you, that's not the right word, that you're trying to, um, what is the right word? I guess develop, <laughs> I think. Yes. Would be a good word. I mean, I definitely didn't create it. Like I being the guy who paints, you know, penises, vulvas and all that. Like I just kind of fell into this family of people. I was like, all right, cool. I'm here. So it's been nice to see people's perspectives, but it's true that there's not that many male voices that are really amplifying this and saying, hey, we need to talk about male pleasure, male sensuality. And, you know, there's, it's great to talk about male mental health, but also like self-care for men, which is beyond just, you know, skin masks and, you know, putting on a really good movie of like, how do you masturbate? What turns you on? Is it seen just as an action? Or are you seeing it as something like really for you that's really caring for yourself? Do you think that's also a problem of society? So most people assume that for men, sex is a penis and introducing it or mm. masturbating and it's just like porn instead of the whole romantic view of it? Or is it also the fact that men put themselves, some obviously, put themselves in that position? I think, you know, growing up, I went to like an all-boy private school. So it was just like a testosterone fiesta. It was just nonstop. I think part of it comes from the way men grow up where vulnerability is seen as something that's kind of a weakness. So in order to say something where it would make you feel different, saying like, well, you know, like I enjoy just, you know, having quality time with my partner as opposed to it having to be sex to it be you know, an actual date where it becomes this numbers game with men. And yeah, kind of like you're saying, like penetration only, like, no, there's other parts of the body. There's words, there's the way you look at someone. And I think, yeah, men don't have it kind of in, they haven't learned really because the way we're all brought up from movies and machoism and all that, that 
this is important and we should be talking about it because we should be respecting our bodies and our needs as well and not just seeing it as some kind of, you know, pissing contest, being like, oh man, I slept with like five people the other week, like, oh, and like kind of having this weird hierarchy where it's not an action or a game, it's something you participate with another person. It's an experience. I love that. It, make, it makes total sense. And can you tell us what are the divergent topics on being a male sex positive and being a female uh, sex positive? Do you think it's like two different things or they can be the same thing, but for different genders? I think they could be the same thing. I think we're really seeing, which is wonderful, seeing, you know, women in the sex positive movement, you know, reclaiming pleasure and intimacy, which is phenomenal. Like it's been long overdue and having these open dialogues about it. But I think now is the time where men need to join in the conversation and be like, hey, you know what? I want to be sensual too. Like I want to talk about, you know, what I enjoy and not feel, you know, scared that someone's going to make fun of me or being in a position of vulnerability because you have all the answers for whatever sexual practice it may be, you know, to be just to say, to go into something and be like, I want to learn about this. I want to try this with you. I'm not really sure. Let's do this together rather than kind of like grabbing the steering wheel and like white knuckling it and being like, nope, this is how we do it. We're going to have sex. Like, no, there's, there's a lot more to it. But how can you do that? So you just said that you grew, you grew up in, in terms of education in a, in a, you know, male males surrounded by by other men and how did that shape you and at the same time how can you change that and how can you become or how can we help people to become more uh male sex positive i think one it comes down to sex ed i think sex ed was a big one because i can tell you my memories all we were told is like try not to get uh STDs and don't do drugs. Like that was it. Like then abstinence-based sex ed programs were we're never learning about pleasure or we're just learning our anatomy, but not, you know, hey, this is a good thing if you try this. It wasn't, it wasn't pleasure-based. It was just kind of rules like don't get anyone pregnant, don't get an STD, good luck. See you around. And uh yeah, that kind of leaves you to look at other sources. So when you look at mainstream porn, then you start having a more skewed idea of what intimacy and sexuality is because we don't register when we're teenagers. It's a performance. For sure. And at what age do you think men should be educated on healthy ways to express themselves sexually? Ah, that's a very good question. I mean, I guess I got my sexual awakening kind of happened around when I was like 15, 16. Where like I started really thinking about it. Then, you know, I had my sexual debut with my first partner when I was 17. So I don't know for me, I know everyone's different. So I guess uh, it depends. But I think having this idea slowly built up over time, you know, teenagers and young boys, you know, about the idea of consent and such and all that just bit by bit to kind of build this foundation. So when the time comes, you have the proper tools and a healthy idea of what sex should be. That would be the ideal, ideal, right? So to make sure that sex ed is available, that talks about pleasure, about uh, bodies. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is our age or older and they haven't had that experience, how, how can they change their perception and be more uh, sex positive? 
I think they got to just really got to start following more sex positive accounts, change, you know, the information that they're getting in. I think also being more critical of what they're looking at. Like I used to never critique or wonder where my porn came from. Like I just watch it. I just cared about me. It was very selfish. Like I'm going to get off. I don't care where the video comes from. I have access to the video. That's all that matters. Where now you really should be asking like, okay, where was this made? What's the source? Uh, you know, looking at it being like, is this really what I want? Or is this something that just mainstream society is pushing on me to make me feel that I only want? And this is the only option as opposed to being curious to other genres or maybe, you know, moving out of the heteronormative narrative to other things. It seems very funneled. And obviously, yeah, you feel, you know, next to other guys, you don't talk about it. And if you do, you have to talk about being like, the stereotype stereotype shit of like, oh yeah, man, you see the boobs on her in this video? Like, oh yeah. Whereas you can't say something like, well, I saw this other thing where they did this practice or it was more BDSM and the man was more vulnerable or pegging or this or that. So it kind of, yeah, it's just getting different sources of information and understanding that it's normal to talk about it. And there's wonderful communities which share this information if you do want to practice it. So if I were a man... And uh, I was, let's say, very uh, heteronormative and very, look at these boobs, man. Uh, <laughs> your, vo- your voices are so much better. Um, <laughs> what ki- kind of questions would you ask me to make me think about changing my behavior? I think I would try to ask you, Sam, like, well, what is it in terms of the videos or content you watch that you enjoy? What is it that kind of excites you not just the fact that like oh it's two people having sex like what is it in detail and kind of ask by asking that question now you're forced to think about it for sure yes yes so, because yeah you're not thinking about just the body you think about the whole scenery right just thinking about everything it's same, like same thing with me like i started looking at everyone and be like well i really like the way the hands move like touch i love the gaze i love those little moments where like it's human or they're they're giggling or you can see that they're actually enjoying what's going on it's not this constantly like the male dominant and they just kind of go for it even if it's a cheesy narrative i enjoy that a lot more than more mainstream stuff yes i get it so hopefully everybody that's listening to us whether you're female male non-binary whatever, just start asking yourself or your friends these questions to try and break up these barriers of um, masculinity. Can we call that? Talk with your partner too. Ask them, say like, what do they enjoy? Have this, you know, conversation without jealousy, just saying like, what do you like? Just learn and, you know, pick up on it because it just makes the whole experience better. Every partner that I've had talking, it just makes it better. It doesn't, you, you know, you don't sit there getting jealous, like, oh, you like this? Like, I don't know if I can do that. Just say, I've never done that. I'm not experienced. I'm willing to try. And I bet you your partner's going to appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, that's the healthy way to go about it. But people are scared to be vulnerable, aren't they? Yeah, especially guys. I mean, very, very much so. I mean... Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, just from growing up as a teenager, like the moment you were different from the rest of the bunch, you'd kind of be made fun of or ridiculed. So there was no time for you to explain yourself. So you just kind of like shut down and be like, well, not going to say that anymore. Be this way. Just want to keep the peace. And that is detrimental for the future. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the different people, which we all are, by the way, but the ones that, you know, make sure that they show themselves as different, that actually make a difference. And I see mm-hmm. that in your work. You you paint different things, even the way you behaved in university, from what I read. You were very yeah. unique, right? Trying to, you know, make a mark. I was finding, I was finding my voice, you know, like I was a bit, you know, a provocateur, like I love pushing boundaries and the rules, but at the same time, I was in an environment where, I felt I was allowed to do that by my peers or there was a, there could be a discussion if someone asked me what I was doing or what I was into. And that also changed because being in art school, I was mostly surrounded by women. I was the minority. And so I learned going from like these extreme environments from going from like the, you know, the boys like hanging off the rafters, like, you know, throwing things around to then going to art school where everyone's actually using their words and communicating it. Yeah. It changed me for the better. Interesting. I, I like I like the comparison that you made, and yes, the two different worlds that you joined uh, in a very small uh, time difference. So, and because you have that experience, when did the wider world of sexual enjoyment beyond just penetration and ejaculation opened up to you? That happened with uh, after I my first long term relationship. I went into my phase of you know I had that like very Casanova ideal, like, I got to sleep with everything now, like everything. If it moves, I got to ask it out on a date. Like, ah, like I was like, it was nonstop. Like, it was just like, it got to a point where it was just, yeah, there were many partners, but I also noticed being with those partners, I did miss that connection of being with someone. So me naturally, I just loved asking questions. So I learned from each one of my partners kind of something new. And it kind of slowly but surely shaped me. And then my one of my long-term relationships was with someone who was a sex worker. And that really opened the dialogue because I wanted to speak about being like, I don't know much about this subject. Tell me about your life. And she was also very sexually open. So we had this very healthy, curious relationship with each other being like, oh, I want to try this. And you'd be like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like, I've always wanted to try this. What do you feel about that? Like, oh, yeah, go get that. Go get the whipped cream. Go get the whip. Like, let's 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 try it all. So, and I've just adopted that mentality to each relationship since then, just to communicate with your partner and be honest. So the way that you were able to shift was to communicate and, and you had, you were lucky to be with somebody that was more open than you at the time that helped you on that journey. Yeah. And also when I would say something that I wouldn't be met with a a weirdness of like, ew, that's gross. Or, uh, I'm not sure. It would be more like, oh, well, where did you see that? Like, let's try to find it together. Like, let's look at in this more because we'd be honest with each other. And like, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. So that's a big part of it too. You have to know when to say you don't know what's going on and be honest. Don't just go in there saying like, yeah, yeah, I've done this. I've, pra- I've practiced BDSM. I know how to tie knots. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're there looking like an idiot and you get frustrated and then, yeah, it's going to go south real quick. Yeah, it's it's like those people in some job interviews. You know, I'm the best. <laughs> Try this exercise. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you in like a week. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excel, yeah, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. On that, I was thinking that a lot of male sexual experiences are focused around penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's changing or is it still seen as the primary goal for a lot of men during sex? I think especially for young men, I think still in that, like like I said, that way sex ed and the way that guys kind of view sex, it's still focused on that, where that's the only way sex counts. But 
no, there's other forms of intimacy and there's other parts of your body. I mean, look at the way that, you know, men talk about a date with someone compared to when women talk about a date. There's a lot more to it. Us, it's always been just, did you sleep with them? As opposed to like, where did you go? What did you talk about? How did it end up? What were you feeling like? Oh, what was the thing that like, you know, attracted you the most that you knew like, oh, I'm into this person. Like we don't, we didn't have those conversations. Now I do. I'm thankful now with all my guy friends, we've kind of all like matured up and we've all had these conversations be like, tell me more, tell me more, you know, but, and it's good. We're all happy and we get to chat about it and it just leads the conversation more and more just snowballs. Cause then we get into our topic being like, oh man, I want to like, no, she's like really into like this kind of play. Or if I can do this, I should probably ask her. And we're like, Ooh, when are you going to ask her? Like, you're going to ask her like this and that. So it's, it's nice. It's wholesome. It gets a bit more wholesome and more. And you can see everyone's kind of like, oh, like let go of that, like their guard down, like, oh, I can talk about it. Hmm. It made me think about two things. So one of them is, how was it the first time that you started to try to be more open about these conversations with your guy friends? You know, how did it feel for them? Did you have like a pushback or were they happy that somebody you know, made them open their horizons? It was... It felt very weird at first, I think, because one of my best friends in Florence, he asked me something and I was kind of very like, whoa, oh, oh, we're having this conversation. It was kind of like, I, I didn't say that like, oh my God, we're having this conversation. I just went with it. And I think we just kind of both naturally fell into the rhythm of talking about it. And there was no moment we'd, sure, we'd have like little quips and jokes, but we weren't ridiculing each other. We weren't saying like, hey, that's weird or like, what? We'd just be like, well, what do you mean? Like going to that, like, ah, oh, okay, this is what you mean by that. I enjoy this because of this and that, and this makes me feel this sort of way. I don't know if you've tried that. I recommend you try it. So it was just kind of a natural thing, but this happened when I was like 25, 26. That's quite late considering, you know, being sexually active since I was 17. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I understand. But it's also the fact that you were more mature. So I think it also helped. Yeah. And having that experience being like, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. And I think, yeah, as you get older, your views and your wants and your desires more in tune with it just shapes everything. You know what you want when you meet someone or from your next relationship. You you have more clarity. The second question that I thought when you were, when you were talking is but the fact that you're talking so openly with friends. Um, mm -hmm. about a specific relationship saying, you know, I enjoyed doing this uh, with her, with him or with them. Um, isn't that also, can that be a problem with consent? You know, the fact that you're sharing something super intimate about your partner? It would not be like, I guess, I know exactly what you're saying. It was not like, you know, I guess what you would say locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when I talk about it, when my friends talk about it, we never speak about it. We speak about it from our point of view as opposed to the other person. So we never say like, oh, they were totally like this. It was more like, hey, when we got intimate, like I felt more this way. Like I really enjoy when this action happens. So it was not this like, I guess it was never put in Peru. Like, I don't know, I guess like levels of hierarchy where it's like my pleasure comes before. So I want to tell the story and say everything you did. And we kind of, yeah, we just stay there. The only time we'd have this conversation about our partners would be, they asked me this, has this been asked to you? Like they asked me to do this action. Have you guys had this experience? But once again, in a spot of 
no judgment or looking at, you know, our friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever is like, Oh, they're weird. It was more like, huh? Never had that before. Okay. <laughs> go on. Who wants another beer? Great. And like, you know, having this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense the way you explained it. It's just because uh, for me, it's very important to have that consent part because of course, Open conversations, yes, but let's talk about on our perspective, maybe, mm-hmm. and, which is what you said. Uh, thank you for clarifying that and making sure that you know when when you want to open up with your friends, you know, talk about what you like and what you enjoy. Yeah, you talk about what you like. Not the, you know, don't do the crap of like being like you want to see this person's nudes. They send me like, don't do that. Those nudes are for you. That's you know, you're crossing a line of consent. Yes. That was meant for you. Like if you're going to talk about how you enjoy this person, how you find them attractive. Say it in your words. Don't say it like they're an object. Say like, I really love when they do this because it makes me feel this way. Like, you know, come on. Like, you know, you're, you're grown up. Let's be mature about it. Don't just be like, oh man, aren't they so hot? You seen her ass? Like, blah, blah, blah. like, no, 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 no. Just say like, I'm very happy when we're intimate together. And you can end it or start it wherever you want. You don't have to go into detail. You can just say, point for now. Like just at night when we get together, whew, great, heats up. That's it. No, yes. And, and I was thinking about the nude example. So I really enjoyed when they sent me this nude because it made me feel special or mm-hmm. horny or whatever, but it's not like, oh, their ass, their ass was good. Yeah, oh, there can, can be also that cheeky joke, but it's- It can be the cheeky joke being like, oh man, like can't resist her body. Like I'm just like a uh, fly to like a light when I see her, you know, in all her glory. So yeah, but then you don't, yeah, don't share the nudes. You can then get on the topic and be like, do you like receiving nudes from your partners? And then have that conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it. And it's just the way you say things. It's not really what you're saying because you're expressing the same thing, that you enjoyed something, but you're being respectful about it. Yeah, yes. just be, be respectful. So what advice would you give to men who want to explore different aspects of their sexual fulfillment? Ooh, 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 I've been down this road. Oh, yeah. Um, I think my advice would be don't feel shameful and don't try to put whatever you're trying to experience or fulfill with a label. Like a good example of this would be, you know, prostate orgasms. A lot of guys think like, oh, if anything gets near my butt, I'm gay. Like, no, you're not. It's your pleasure. You define it how you want to define it. So if you want to try it, please tell your partner that if, they, if they're into it, don't just, you know, grab their finger and be like, here we go. Like, no, you got to like say it. Don't do a little surprise. Like, ha, like, no, 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 no. You, you got to ask and ask if they've done it, what their experience is. And there's plenty of proper resources out there to fulfill it. So don't be shy to look it up and have this conversation with your partner, or with your friends, or if you meet people in the community, ask them. I'm sure they would love to talk to you. So kind of, don't feel bad. It's a very attractive thing that you're into yourself. That is not, I know it might feel vulnerable, but it is very attractive to have a curiosity towards your own pleasure and your partner's pleasure. So it's, it's a very big plus. And to say like, hey, I don't know, but I want to learn. Like everyone's gonna be like, oh, hell yeah, let's learn. Let's go. Let's, you know, yeah. If there's one episode that I'm going to tell everybody to listen, it's this one. You know, if you're into yourself, <laughs> you know, everything else is easy as long as you're not, you know, self-absorbed. No, if you're not, but you're allowed, to, you're letting yourself be vulnerable and you're allowing yourself to say, I don't know. I want to learn and I want to learn properly because I want to experience it. And then after a few experiences, it's okay to say, I didn't like it. It's not my thing. And now, you know, 
that's it. Or maybe you might want to change something else, but you just got to take that first step. You just got to say, just be curious. Just be curious and be respectful. That's really like the theme of this podcast. I feel it's just a lot of respect. Just be respectful. Yes, for sure. But now on the end of the of the spectrum, what would you say to anyone out there that feels trapped by the expectation of being a real man? Oh, God. Well, yeah, I'm going to be a real man. I just got to like cut wood all day, smoke Marlboros. I only eat meat. I think to those people, uh, you're allowed to do those things. You're allowed to go to the gym every day, like sports cars, whatever, whatever it is. But just because someone else isn't into those things that you're into does not make them less of a man than you. Like you have to understand that and that you're allowed to enjoy these things. You're not under attack for enjoying a beer with the boys and listening to rock tunes. It's more, you know, ask yourself at the end of the day, are you doing this because you're happy or are you doing this because you feel you have to do it? You know, don't let your gender become a prison. Oh, I love your phrases. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> I mean, I just love the way that you you went from being like in a in an old boys school to uh, being so open about sexuality and advocating for it. Because the way that you phrase things, I think it makes everyone in an easy way relate to it, and mm. you know, add things in their daily life that can change their perspective. It's kind of the hope, and also I've made my mistakes too. You know, like I've had bad mentalities, I've had bad views, and I've had to unlearn and relearn. And it's just part of the work. And I can tell you, I feel happy now, and it's okay to slip and fall. And I want you to know that when you look back, even if it's like three years ago, like if you cringe, like that's good. That means you've grown. Like good. Like I can't wait, like three years from now, to look back and be like, oh god, like what did I think? Like, thank God I improved on that. Cool. I'm more open. Like, I'm moving in the right direction. And that's that's what matters. It's, you know, you're learning. We're all learning. No one comes out perfect with all the answers. Yes, I, I completely agree. So I think you're going to have an awesome view on this. How do you keep your relationship open, exciting, and intimate? Mm, this is always a good one. Um, it. I try not to fall into, I guess, I used to, to back when I was younger, I always used to put a lot of pressure on the act of sex, that sex was the way to express intimacy and love. Like I started to understand later on that my love language was more also quality time. And like, even if that meant speaking or not speaking, like going to an art gallery together is one of the things I love. Like, even if we don't talk, but we kind of gravitate around and still kind of see each other and give like, you know, like a little like caress like that. Oh, love that. So I think for me to keep things open is that don't put pressures on one thing or having to feel like you have to follow a clock of like, oh man, it's been three days. We didn't have sex. Something's wrong with me. They must be freaking out or think I don't want them. Like maybe there's something wrong with me. Like I got to go to the doctor. Like, no, just relax and also communicate. But talk with your partner about sexual things because you'll find out some wonderful things. If your partner is confident with you and feels great, Oh my God, you just like took like the the dial on your sex life and just like amped it because you'll find out like, let's try this, let's try that. So it just, it keeps it, it keeps it fresh. And if you're not in the mood, tell us, don't just make an excuse like I got a headache. Say like, I'm not feeling it these days. It's not because of you, it's just, huh. And when there's that honesty, it's great. 
Just be honest. I think my answer can only be yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, because it's what you were saying. And, and even if they're not in the mood, you can, if you understand that, you can do other things to be intimate and to help them be in the mood. Yeah, and there's also, there's also toys. You know, guys, stop looking at toys as your, like, competition. They are your best friend. They are, like, your tag team buddy. You know, if you see a vibrator or anything at your partner's place, be happy. You're looking at that like, that's my best friend now. Like, we're going to use that and we're going to try that out. So, yeah, don't don't be intimidated. Be, you know, just be your beautiful self that you can be. You just got to unravel all this toxic masculinity, all this macho shit. And all this idea that you have to be in control and know what's going on. Just no, just really, we want to see that beautiful part of you. And I'm telling you, your partners do too, because they know it's there. They want to see it come out. So, yeah. And try the threesome that you've always wanted, you, your partner, and the toy. Exactly. Talk (laughs) about it. Or even, you know, say like, hey, have you seen this video? Like, I was into this. You could even say like, on your own time. I've done that with my partners. Like, well, I'll say every once in a while, like, what kind of porn are you watching these days? Like, ooh, I'm into this. Send me a video. I'll send you a video of this. Let's, like, exchange and, like, compare notes and then talk about, like, what do you find so attractive about this? Well, this, this, that. Like, ooh, we never tried that. And then you just go from there. I, I love I love your views, and I suggest everybody uh, follow Armando if you want to learn more. Um, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Instagram at Armando Caba. I have my website, Armando Caba. I'm also on OnlyFans giving erotic painting lessons if anyone is interested. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I've kind of picked up the mantle of Bob Ross, and now I'm teaching people how to paint vulvas, penises, and all that. So if anyone's interested, I put out an episode once a week of me painting and chatting. Ooh. So. Mm. What is your OnlyFans account? It's Armando Caba. Everything's the same name. Very and difficult. It's called, yeah, I, it's the joy of painting. I just switched joy with J-O-I. I think it was good play on it. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So if you're into um, paintings or just sexuality in general, I think Armando is a great source. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And I think this may be one of our funnest episodes ever. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was great. And that was Intimacy Play. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about Pleasy and how we can take your relationship to the next level, visit pleasyplay.com. Then also make sure to search for Intimacy Play in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Pleasy, Thank you for listening.